0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to Don v Fridays. This is an emergency episode. Second emergency episode. No, this is the third emergency episode this season. Shit is in shambles right now in Blacksburg. It's been a very crazy last three days three or four days in Blacksburg Virginia Tech uh Hogie's program is in the football team the football program is in full blown shambles uh but but let me start this podcast off by sending a shout out to the basketball team who was undefeated who was uh they beat Purdue and um they beat Purdue last night and um basketball team is on, is poised to scare some people this season. Shout out to the basketball team, man. Lord knows we deserve some prosperity in these trying times. Uh Buzz got them boys playing ball. I salute. So much kudos. You know, I want to start this off on a positive note before we get into the before we go down this path of negativity and all that. That's a uh, one time for the basketball team. Yeah, man. Basically, the the program is in shambles right now. The foot I've never seen Virginia Tech program in shambles like this. People keep trying to go back to the Frank the, the 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 Frank years at first. Like I guess when he took over the program. Let me say something to the well. Actually, Frank struggled too. Frank didn't inherit this. What Virginia Tech is right now is a football program on a national scale, is not what it was when Frank had it. So the expectations were different. That's like saying uh, you know, Bud Bud Williams, when he was uh losing at first with the basketball team, uh oh, when he was losing at first, of course, he inherited a different program. So the expectations were different. So, yes. Justin Fuente missing the bowl is unacceptable. There ain't no, what did you, what, did you, what a fire, Frank? Uh, Yes, if the expectations were were what they are now. But we're going to get into all of that. We're going we to get into all of that. We're going to unpack a lot of this shit. I'm going to try not to hold y'all too long. But uh, we got to talk about it. Um, I put out a poll saying, what did y'all want to do? Did y'all want to. Did y'all want a live stream? or did y'all want a podcast? The poll results came back. Uh, people wanted a podcast. I guess people want to enjoy this multiple times instead of catching the stream that one time. I guess. Um, I probably would avoid it for a live stream. So you know, said because you can weigh in in real time. You know, you can type comments. But whatever, people, you hey, gotta get the people what they want. Okay, let's start with the Miami game. Before we get into all this other shit, let's start with the Miami game. I'm not going to break down the Miami game because y'all know what the hell happened. We got our ass kicked. I said on the last Don V Fridays that Justin Fuente was not coaching for his job. Not because I wanted it to be like that, because realistically it was like that. That man is not coaching for his job. He wasn't coaching for his job last week. He ain't coaching for his job this week. He's not going to get fired, and like I said, it would have took something drastic. Him putting hands on the kid, him beating his wife, him getting caught up with drugs. It, it was going to take something drastic to get that man off his job. But the, oh, the administration is not going to fire him and pay him out that money. You believe that. But uh, the team got – the the team – Looks good for a drive or two. This is the story of the 2018 Hokies as far as on offense. They look good for a drive. They might even look good for two drives. Then comes halftime, and they can't score. They can't even get first downs no more. That is on the head coach. What adjustments are you and Cornerson making, my boy? This man ain't no coach. The, The man is not a coach. Every time we go in into halftime, we come out to a completely different team or the complete same team with no adjustments. That falls on the head coach. Man, what the hell is y'all doing in the locker room at halftime? Going to sleep? Because your damn show sure ain't cooking up no adjustments. It's always the same shit. And, and you get blown out on your home field versus Miami 38-14. to 14. It's a goddamn, it's a shit show, it's a train wreck. I think it's the first time I might have read this stat on Saturday. I think uh, Virginia Tech lost what four straight home games to FBS opponent, not FBS but Power Five opponents. Blacksburg used to be, man, I say used to be one of the best home field advantages in the country. Now everybody coming, not only is everybody coming up in Blacksburg winning. Everybody coming up in Blacksburg, blowing that shit out. Blowing the Hokies out in Blacksburg. This is what this man has let this program deteriorate to. With one of the best home field advantages at a program known for its legendary defensive coordinator and legendary defenses. He's let it become where everybody can just come up in there, get career highs. You need, to get your, you need to get your career back on track. Come on, go on in the Blacksburg, play the Hokies. Get your numbers up. Miami was a complete wreck. For four straight weeks. Couldn't even put up 20 points. Came up in our shit and put up 38. And people are okay with it. It's is it's some people, some fans are okay with it. They'll call me spoiled for being upset about this team getting their ass blown out at home every week. Oh, you guys are just spoiled. Y'all spoiled. You damn right I'm spoiled. I don't expect the team to get blown out every week at home. If that made me a spoiled fan, hey, I'm spoiled. Come on, man. You can criticize You can criticize this shit. And that's not being a spoiled fan. Being a spoiled fan is the shit Alabama fans do. Alabama be winning... 50 something and give up a garbage time touchdown and i'll see alabama fans on the timeline complaining man this defense ain't the same shut up that's spoiled us saying don't give up 38 points a fucking week at home that's not spoiled that's called having standards low standards mind you like i keep saying we kept lowering our standards for these coaches We kept lowering the standards. First, it was, oh, this team might be good. Man, remember when we beat Florida State? It was, oh, this team might be good enough to go to the playoffs. And then, you know, we was kind of high off that win. Some people were saying crazy shit like that. But then we lost to ODU. Oh, okay. We had a bad game, a once-in-a-lifetime bad game. But, oh, okay. But we can still play for the Coastal Division. They'll bounce back. So, expectations went from the playoffs to the coastal division. Then we started losing more and more. So, it went from, oh, well, okay, we can still play for this bowl. Started of kept losing, kept losing, kept losing. Oh, okay. Well, at least we're going to keep the bowl streak alive. That's what I'm saying. Like, we didn't, our expectations went from possibly playoffs. Mind you, now, a lot of that shit was crazy and unrealistic. But people went from thinking playoffs to damn, can we at least make a bowl? That shit is crazy. It's crazy. Speaking of trying to make a bowl, speaking that shit changing, um apparently we we set up a little schedule with Marshall. They try to recover the lost game. We lost to ECU thanks to Hurricane Michael and everything that happened because of that. So now we're trying to get this game with Marshall popping because if 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 we can beat UVA, we will play Marshall for an attempt at a six win to keep the bowl streak alive to try to make a bowl game. I think we gotta pay them three hundred thousand or something. Um, if we lose against UVA, we gotta pay them one hundred thousand, you know, just for wasting their time. We got to pay them, and we're not going to play the game, and we still got to pay. So we're basically betting. Uh, I think we're basically betting. We're betting on the UVA game 100 stacks. Like, look, we can beat y'all. We're we going to beat y'all. How do I feel about it? Honestly, I don't care. Uh, this is a bad team. It's a. I, I, can't, I can't guarantee a win against anybody. When you lose to ODU, when you lose to Miami, who was on a four-game losing streak and couldn't score 20 points. When you lose to Georgia Tech. When you lose to Boston College. And when Pitt runs for all the 900 yards on you. Ain't no such thing as a guaranteed win. No, there is no guaranteed wins. I can't guarantee a win against UVA. I can't guarantee a win against Marshall. I can't guarantee a win against Phoebus High School. It's a shit show. So... I mean, I understand why they want to keep the bowl streak alive, but honestly, I mean, I can't guarantee no dubs. We might have just we might just be paying out of pocket for real. We might just gave might have just wrote Marshall a check. So, I mean, honestly, I don't know. I don't know if we beat UVA, and I damn sure don't know if we can beat Marshall. So that's where we at with that. But let's. Get into the crazy shit. This, this, is what, this is the main reason why I'm even doing this podcast. I'm on Twitter last night watching football, NFL football, and um I get a mention, and I forget who mentioned me. Like, uh, what do you feel about the Rico news? And as soon as I saw that tweet, I was like, Lord, let me check, let me check to see what's going on. And Rico Kearney had put out a statement basically uh announcing his in- intent to transfer from Virginia Tech. And I immediately was like, man, this was one of the few defensive players, the young defensive players, I had started to praise as far as because I've been talking, y'all been listening to the to the podcast, y'all been listening reading my tweets. Y'all been watching the live streams. I've been saying that Rico was one of the few players I was seeing development out of. And him and Dax could have been a great tandem, great linebacker tandem over the next couple seasons. And that man basically wants out or, or won't want it out. And is leaving the program. I think it's a bigger blow than some people are making it seem, oh, he's just a backup. When he came in and played for Ashby... In the Boston College game, that man literally was all over the field. That man was all over the field. I think with, a, with an off-season program and more time, he could have became the next ADB. He could have been one of these a, a great Hokies linebacker, but we'll never get to find out because he is leaving the program. And it, and it sucks. It, it sucks that that man didn't feel like he got a fair shake. Pretty much, he felt like he didn't get a fair shake from Fuente. And um, he's leaving the program, so that leaves another hole at linebacker because, I mean, like Dax, we're good with Dax. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to be one of the greatest to ever play here. But every every linebacker needs a, a, a running mate, a partner in crime. Every Luke Keekley needs a Thomas Davis. Every Patrick Willis needs a Devarro Bowman. That's the way it works. So every every brand or lack of these Lance Briggs. So we will still be searching for that for the uh for Dax's partner in crime, but as of right now, Rico's leaving the program. And, and I was shocked, honestly. I was honestly shocked uh by his decision to uh transfer. And then today, Monday, November the what's today? Let me get my. As of today, Monday, November the nineteenth, Sean Savoy has also announced that he wants to transfer. Uh, he's he no longer wants to be with the program. And people once again, oh, or Sean Savoy has uh, gotten a lot of criticism from fans this season. He's made some bad on the field decisions, or some plays where he he left. He left yards on the field. I can remember a couple of plays. He had the muff punt versus Georgia Tech. He uh he had the one play versus Florida State where he had a first down and started, he had it, and then started running backwards, trying to make a man miss to get more yards, didn't get the first down. He had another play where, uh this might have been last week or the week before last, where he had a first down. He slid. He slid before he got it. He made bad plays on the field, but all in all, we like the kid. Uh, we know he went through some tragedy, but just on the field, he made some bad plays, and that you know, that's okay. These kids are still human at the end of the day. We're not about to sit up here and shit on no kid. Well, some people will, but us normal people won't shit on a kid for making bad plays. We know they're trying their best, but he made mistakes out there. He made me want to pull my hair out sometime. but we, I know he was trying his best. I think he made his decision to transfer after last week's game against Miami, where Eric Kuma and Hezekiah Grimsley didn't even play. And Savoy still barely saw the field. They started Trey Turner and Phil and Phil Patterson got reps over uh Sean Savoy. So maybe Savoy was in Fuente's doghouse. I don't know the uh the story behind why sean savoy wouldn't get more reps you would think he would being that two receivers were out and basically trey turner was starting and phil patterson was getting reps so i guess he said look man i won't out if y'all not gonna play me uh i'm out but it's just more it's just more crazy shit. it's uva week it's literally the biggest game of the season the it's literally the biggest game of the season at this point because before we rescheduled this Marshall game, we basically thought we wasn't going to a bowl. So this would have been our bowl game. The in state rival. the Last game. For some people, it's the last time they're gonna put on that uniform. Um, and to have two players, albeit backups, quit on the team a week before the UV a week on, on UVA week. That says a lot about the state of the program, how players feel about Justin Fuente. And um, I think guys are tired of it. I might have said this on the podcast. I'm not sure. I might have said it in the live stream. I don't remember. But the vibe I get from Justin Fuente and the players is they don't mix at all. I think the players look at Justin Fuente as nothing but a coach. They don't, I don't think they like him any. I don't think they love him outside of the football. I think they look at, they come to Virginia Tech, they look at Justin Fuente as a man who can help them get to the NFL or graduate or whatever. See, he can help them with their goals, but it's just a business relationship. They don't care for him, they don't like him, but if he can help me get to where I need to be, then I will just suffer through, uh, being coach bound. I don't think I don't think players like him. I don't get I don't get the vibe that play. I think players genuinely love Frank Beamer. Whether we were winning or losing, players always love Frank Beamer. Frank Beamer is one of the nicest people. Nice guy. Sometimes we thought too nice, but players would die for Frank. When we went uh and played in the Independence Bowl against Tulsa. And mind you, that season we was toxic as hell. Who you know, it was Frank's last season. He pretty much said, "I'm gonna hang him up." And those players went out there and beat UVA to make sure we got a bowl game, and they and they won the bowl game. Everybody went hard for Frank, and nobody's going hard for Fuente. I don't, I don't think players like him, to be honest. And like, and I was speaking on this. I spoke on it a little bit, I think a couple streams ago, but remember in the 2016 season, we were playing Miami on Thursday night, and um, ESPN had did a little special. You know how they come to the campus? They always do like a small special on a Thursday night game. They basically take you into the you know take you into the mind of a coach or take you to you know that campus or whatever. And Justin Fuente basically said that uh, players aren't allowed to talk during pregame meals. So they had the cameras on the pregame meals and nobody was saying shit. And they would just, let's like, say, like uh, people had to raise their hand for what they wanted to eat. And it kind of went unnoticed because we were having a successful season. We were winning. So, like, nobody was there to complain about it. I might have said, Dog. That shit look corny as hell. Like, you got grown folks on silent lunch. Like, yeah, some of these players are 18, which is still pretty young. But some of these players are 22, 23. You're not about to tell me, a 23-year-old man, that I I can't talk during a meal. I'm not your son. I'm not your nephew. None of that shit. I'm not your grandson. I'm not your kid. I'm a grown-ass man, dog. But they did it. Or they do it. I'm pretty sure they still do it. But, uh... When you're the coach, putting dudes on silent lunch, when you winning, it works. All right, people won't talk. It's working, but the minute you start losing, people are like man, what the fuck kind of dog and pony shit is this? People look at people look at your whole shit weird. So now Fuentes looks like the dickhead. Don't know, you know, I just don't think people like him. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I, you know, if anybody wants to correct me, if anybody's inside that locker room that can tell me, oh, you're wrong, they love Fuente, I'm not seeing it. I, I don't even see it on game day. I don't see – I don't see – I see every week when I watch other teams, players come and hug their coach, players love their coach. You don't see it with Fuente. You see Fuente just in his own world, doing his own thing, making his calls, talking to his coaches. Um, but you don't really see the players – him interact with his players, his players, you don't see it. And um, honestly, I mean, I don't like Fuente either. At this point, he can go. He's not going. But if he took a job, if he wanted to go to Oklahoma State or Oklahoma, or he wanted to take one of these open jobs that's about to be open, he can go, man. It's, I ain't, I've never seen... Virginia Tech in this state. I ain't never seen Virginia Tech in this state before, and uh, it's sad. It's sad. On UVA week, we got to talk about transfers and rescheduled games, and if the team is even going to want to play on Friday. It's crazy. It's it's crazy. But that's it, man. I hope I covered everything I needed to cover. I think I did. I covered the Marshall rescheduling, uh, Rico Kearney, and Sean Savoy is transferring. Fuente's a dickhead. I think I got everything. Like I said, this was just an emergency podcast, so we, I didn't want to do a full one. Um. All that said, even though I'm doing an emergency podcast, I'm still going to give y'all a regular Don V Fridays. It is still UVA week. I still got UVA slander. Do not worry. Because no matter how shambles the hokies are, UVA been in shambles for 29, 30 fucking years. So who the fuck are they to laugh at? Anybody's misery. So I got plenty of jokes to get off. You ain't gotta worry about that. Uh trust me, I'm gonna get plenty of UVA jokes off in the next Don't Fridays. Should be a special one. And but uh if I wanna say happy Thanksgiving because if the next V Friday, I think the next V Friday is to be put out on Thanksgiving. So you probably won't actually listen to it. So I'm here to say now, happy Thanksgiving, happy Black Friday. Don't get trampled in no fucking Walmart lines. It's not worth it. Get that Xbox the next day or get it on Cyber Monday. Don't go out there to Best Buy. Don't go to the mall to get your ass stomped out over a fucking toaster. Get that shit online, man. Go on Cyber Monday. Go on Amazon, catch your good deals, get them Christmas presents. Don't get don't go out there and get hurt. Don't be that person on the internet getting stomped out over a Barbie Jeep. <laughs> Buy that shit online, man. <laughs> Protect your health, man. But that's it for me, man. Y'all have a blessed one, man. God bless.